MMA Roasted Podcast. It's me, Adam Hunter. Uh, we have Tyler Bowe here with us. I'm C- back. He's back from his long hiatus. We have CB Gold, the intern, okay? The biggest MMA fan I know and one of the nicest people I know, as well as Gina Danger, undefeated 3-0 fighter looking for a fight from Alaska. Gorgeous, hot. I met her at my comedy show. And we have uh, Dr. Anna Marie coming in. Uh, Ronda Rousey's mom uh, will be here joining us soon. I want to thank our sponsors, Decipher. It's a company created to help you optimize your life. People, I've been saying it for weeks now. Decipher is the lifestyle firm designed to help make your everyday life easier. They specialize in individualized consulting designed to help you maximize your potential. Call for strategic advising and support, whether it's for help with short-term focus goals or for coaching or for long-term career management. So, among other services, they offer life coaching mental coaching, contract negotiations, and personal advising. Not sure your needs fall in the realm of expertise? Well, there's only one way to find out. Call them today at 1-888-731-COACH. That's 1-888-731-2622. Fighters, Decipher has recently raised the bar for management in professional sports. Their firm represents fighters assisting with contract negotiations, public relations, managing your fan base, and obtaining sponsorship. Everything you need to take care of while training for your next fight. Not only do they provide next-level comprehensive management and support, but they also allow you to keep more money than any other agent manager out there while offering one-on-one mental coaching. And also... Uh, they have a book called Decipher Life, which is their newly released audio book. It's now available for download. If you want to truly make a positive change in your life, you need to hear this book. You can download Decipher Life from iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, or directly from their website on Decipher.com. I recommend this book for everybody. It's fucking hilarious. It has some really, really good, honest insight to everyday problems we all face. So check them out at Decipher.com. People. Book Decipher for long-term coaching today and use the code ROASTED for 10% off all services. I also want to thank our sponsor, Tip a Fighter. Listen, people, fighters are underpaid. It is nonsense. I hate it, okay? I hate seeing fighters having to work three or four jobs while being professional fighters. It doesn't happen with other professional professions, uh, sports professions. So guess what? Bubba Jenkins gave up a way to help called Tip a Fighter, where the people at home could actually pay fighters. We can tip them. Look, you tip a cab driver, tip a waiter, tip a waitress, tip all kinds of people in the service industry. These guys are doing, and girls are doing the best service I know, entertaining the hell out of me every week while I watch people throw down. I love it. I would have no life if it wasn't for MMA. So make sure you go to tipafighter.com and tip these fighters. They're busting their asses fighting. They deserve more money than they're making. A lot more money. If it was up to me, Everybody that fights would be a millionaire if it was up to me. So, tipafighter.com. Fighters, okay, need help with your camp? You're in there anyway? Go to tipafighter.com. Okay, we have the amazing Dr. Anne Marie is joining us right now. Dr. Anne Maria, here we go. Boom. Uh, how are you? I'm good. A hug. A hug, okay. This is one of the coolest ladies I know. A brilliant woman. So, we are starting the. Uh, MMA Roasted Podcast right here. Uh, where, how, how have I been for the last couple days? I had an audition uh, for a huge show, a big Netflix show to be the lead. So it's, it's hard when you get these auditions because your whole life has to be put on hold. And you might not get it. 
So it was a six page thing. So it was like, all right, no social media. I canceled my, I had a comedy show at a weed dispensary. I canceled that because I knew I get stoned as soon as I get in there. And uh, I I take, I put everything on hold for the audition. So hopefully I got it. It actually went pretty well. Um, But it was actually good because the producers were in the room. A lot of times when I'm auditioning as a comedian, you know that if you hear silence, it means you're doing bad. Yeah. It means you're bombing. So there are times you go to an audition where you don't hear laughter. So you automatically assume I'm doing terrible because, but it's not that way at all. You just, people can't laugh because you're in an audition. Yeah. So it was nice to have the writers in the room that were actually laughing. It was a producer session. Best case scenario. So, so that was pretty cool. Uh, and then yesterday we have, we have a match today. We had a, a wrestling practice yesterday. Gina Danger is with us. Uh, Gina is a 3-0 and fighter. Um, and she, uh, she came to wrestling practice. Did you enjoy it? Yeah, it was good. They were so cute. Yeah. <laughs> What were you saying about your ovaries when you were watching practice? My ovaries hurt because you you wanted to have kids. I want to have like a little wrestler baby. You want to have wrestler babies? <laughs> now I'm out doing single legs. Now nobody knows about more than that than Dr. Anna Maria right here, uh, who had the judo baby. Uh, now you were a world champion, or you are a world champion, judoka. Did you always, when you even before you had kids, think to yourself, "I want my kid to be a judo champion"? Well, I did. I was living in Japan going to college, and I remember asking the mom of the family that was hosting me, I said, you know, I want to have kids, and I would really like them to do judo, but, you know, there's no guarantee. And she advised me, we'll have lots of kids, and then the odds are at least one of them will. So, <laughs> so how many kids? out for me. <laughs> how many kids do you have? Four. You have four? No boys, all girls? No, all girls. Isn't it weird that, like, if you have two girls, sometimes with three girls, you're going to have four girls? Like, it just seems like... Everyone, people I know that have four kids, they're, they're all girls. It's almost like like Dan Gable, who was one of the best wrestlers of all time. Everyone thought, oh, man, I'd hate to be Dan Gable's kid. Yeah. And he had four girls. Yeah. So it was like, uh, but now, but now, did the other girls get into sports too? Or just, it was Rhonda? Maria ran track from the time she was nine. She did judo for about a minute. And she ran track all through high school, college. Her cross-country team got second in the country, which is pretty huge. And then she ran varsity in college. Julia... The youngest one did judo for a while. She won the junior nationals when she was 10, won the state championships. Everybody else thinks this could be a little rounder, right? She's 11. She says, I want to do soccer. And she just signed to play soccer at Leslie University. She's going to play in college. And then Jennifer, who's a year older than Rhonda, told me when she was about eight or nine, I hate all sports and you will never make me like them. <laughs> and I put her in everything. You know, so people say, oh, it's, you know, it's the environment. I, Jen and Rhonda are 13 months apart. And I put Jen in everything. I had her do swimming. I had her do basketball. I had her do judo. She could have been really good at judo. Jen is tough as they come. Nope. She walks around the neighborhood listening to podcasts. Now, nice. Exercise, well, that's it. That's well, you know what? You know, I, I, you got, I, it seems like you raise very strong women. So one's like, I'm not doing it. I'm not. I mean, you yourself seem very stubborn as well. So that's uh, those are good qualities, I think. Right. Well, what was it for you that what drew, uh, drew you to judo? You know, everybody always asks that. And I always think I should make up a really good lie because <laughs> the truth is I was started sports before Title IX. And anybody who says anything bad about Title IX is ignorant. <laughs> I, and I mean that, ignorant in the sense that they just don't know. Because when I was young, it was perfectly legal to say, we don't allow girls to do this. And most sports, if you wanted to join the baseball team or the tri- they just say, well, you know, wrestling, like I know you have girls on your wrestling team. They would just say, well, we don't allow that. And so the only three sports that allowed girls were track and swimming and judo because the judo instructor had a sister who had wanted to do judo. And by the time I came along, she was a black belt. 
So it was one of three sports that I had the option to do. And I ended up in sports because I was a really short, really fat little girl with super thick glasses that sat in my room all the time and read books. You know, I finished college at 19. I was that look really brainy little kid. that was, yeah. And my mom said, you cannot do this your whole life. And she took me to the Y and opened the door and shoved me out <laughs> and said, join something. And so if you're a really fat little short kid, you're not going to run very well, right? Right. And you don't want to put a swimsuit, right? If you're a yeah. short, fat little girl, you don't want to put a swimsuit. So judo was it. And if you're – I was built like a little dorm room refrigerator. Like my brothers called me stumpy. Brothers are evil. <laughs> yeah. So think about throwing a tree stump, right? How hard that would be. So it was really hard to throw because nobody could get under me because I was like, you know, four foot tall. <laughs> and nobody could push me backwards because, like I said, it was like pushing over a dorm room refrigerator. And so – I was good at it right away. And I, I find that game. amazing. I find it amazing that like so many female MMA athletes in the UFC or Invicta had no real like high school athletic experience. Like I, I know Lauren Murphy is ranked number eight in the world. She never did a sport before. Uh, and, and even Leslie Smith didn't really play sports. Uh, you as well, right? You, were, you, you grew up in Alaska. Yeah. Did you play sports in high school? Uh, I, I was a competitive figure skater for like seven oh. years. And then actually I tur- when I turned 17 – my my coach left, and I had this like this like really mean like Russian coach, and she's like, "Oh, your legs are too big," and you like 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 maybe feel like crap about my body, and then so I my brothers were doing jujitsu, and then I started doing jujitsu, and I was like, "This is way better. My heaviness is actually benefiting me." And so <laughs> I I think there's something interesting with the dynamic because most uh, sports when you're growing up are, are team sports, and fighting is I mean it can you can kind of look at it as a team sport, but it's very uh, much an individual sport. So it's I'm kind of not surprised that so many people that are uh, kind of individuals like go into fighting, but um, it is unbelievable when people. But this don't girl's have that. nuts. Like I met her and her brother. Her brother's a pro wrestler and a fighter. Uh, and she's a fighter, and they train with Ryan Couture at, at, with a Misha. You're Misha, one of Misha's partners. Yeah. Uh, and all these girls, and you're, and they were like these crazy Alaskans. <laughs> it, it was just like it was a lot of fun. Now, now you, um, you tried out for the Ultimate Fighter. Yeah. You went up against Juliana Pena. Yeah. In the first fight. Yeah. It didn't go well. No. Uh, you didn't get stopped. No. But you hung in there. But she eventually won the Ultimate Fighter. So what was it like for you watching that? Going that the girl who who beat me won the whole thing. Oh God, it was awful. It was sucked. It totally sucked, but um, I mean, I hate to be that one who's like, oh, I had injuries, but I really did. Like, my shoulder was coming out. It was it was popping out. If I just threw a straight left, like, it would just come out. So I was, that was, like, mentally messing with me. I cut 30 pounds in about a month, and it was just – but, I mean, it was, it, was a, it was a ride, but it was a good ride. Uh, but, um, yeah, watching her – you know, actually, when she won – this is the worst part. When I watched her win at the very end. And they like, you know, they, they, they get like, the Harley. That's when I started crying because I've always wanted a Harley. And then I saw her get it. I was like, God damn it. That's supposed to be my bike. Uh, that well, was like the worst. Well, one day you'll get a Harley. One day, yeah. yeah yes. Yeah. Now, uh, now, now, Dr. Anne-Marie, now what you do for a living is you design video games for kids to make kids smarter. Is that? Is, That's I mean, exactly it. I tell people I know I look more like Mark Zuckerberg's maid than Mark Zuckerberg, but I really did found a group of technology companies. So... Yeah, I, I, it's funny because the, the other people win the world championships and something like judo and they go on, they sell mats for a living. They start a chain of judo clubs. And I'm like, I think I'll get a PhD and specialize in applied statistics. And then I'll write software that makes kids smarter all around the world. But it seemed like a really cool idea at the time and it still does. So you figure these kids are going to play video games anyway. Might as well increase their brain power as opposed to just killing, killing hookers and stuff. Right? <laughs> 
you know, so many people talk about sports. And I mean, coaching is a good thing. They say you have to be smart enough to do it and dumb enough to believe it's important. But coaching is a good thing and you can make a difference in kids' lives doing it. And, you know, props to you for doing it. And I teach judo down in South LA and, and it's a great thing. But the truth is you can change people's lives a lot more if you can help them get an education. You probably know people that you knew when you were a kid in high school and they dropped out and you didn't. And it made all the difference. And so I think almost every kid plays video games. So that's where you can meet them. You know, you meet them where they are. And if you could get them through playing a game to learn math a little bit better, learn English a little bit better, that it's enough of a difference that they stay in school, it'll make a difference in people's whole I think it's lives. about you're tricking them into getting an education, <laughs> which is like, it's a great way to do it. I mean, you might as well. They, you know, the kids are hooked on video games. Like, I remember, like, hooked on it. I mean, I'm hooked on my phone. Kids are just hooked on it. But you might as well get them something where you're like, yeah, you're absolutely right. Now let's talk about, we have to talk about the elephant in the room, uh, which is Rhonda. Uh, uh, <laughs> not a literal elephant. You had no elephant. Uh, we got to talk about Rhonda being that she is the most successful female combat athlete of all time. And she came out of your womb. Uh, now, she did, you know, with the loss to Holly, how did that affect you? How's Rhonda doing? What, what, how do you see her future? Well, it, I mean, it didn't really affect me that much at all. I mean, Maria wrote an article about her and it said exactly, I think what everybody in the family felt is that we loved her just as much 20 minutes after the fight as 20 <laughs> minutes before. You know, to us, she's Rhonda. You know, to everybody else, she's like this big media sports icon. To us, she's Rhonda. She's the person that, you know, would forget her homework and forget there was judo practice that forgot her judo gi at the Olympic trials. You know, she's just, <laughs> so those are the things that never change. And yeah, so, you know, it's no secret. Her and I have had vast differences on her training regimen. And, you know, I told her what I could tell her. But so you're, not, you're not a fan I, of I, I'm still irritated with you, Adam, though, because you did not apply for the post-apocalyptic zombie compound. I will 100% apply for anything you tell me to, okay? Uh, I, I had that audition for, like, that's what all yeah, I've been doing yeah, is focus yeah. on this thing. Um, so, so that's what we do around the house. Like, you know, Maria and Rhonda went out. Maria is my oldest daughter. So her and Rhonda um, wrote this book together, that Winning on the Ground book. And But, you know, they're sisters. So they went out for coffee. And I'm asleep. Because it is morning, right? I know yeah. she did not give me any coffee, but whatever. <laughs> uh, and so they decide to fig- do plans post-apocalypse, who they would have in the compound. And so she asked Maria, well, what are you going to bring to our, our compound that we should let you in? And Maria says, I will bring wit and sarcasm. <laughs> and you will be disappointed to know, Adam, that Maria said that's not – or Rhonda said that's not sufficient – so Maria is writing recruitment materials oh, to nice. find, you know, other non-nut job compound so we can prevent inbreeding. Yeah, you guys are aliens. <laughs> Listen, um, <laughs> so that's what you, we do. You, you, have, you have confirmed my, my belief that you guys are not human beings, uh, that you're from a different planet. But uh, I, I like this planet. Um, but so did you, I mean, that whole thing with Rhonda, it seemed like a lot of people were waiting for her to lose uh, because she's so, she's, she's confident. She's confident. Uh, she rubs some people the wrong way. I've always been a fan. I'm a fan of you. I'm a fan of, of Rhonda. I was a fan of, of Marina when she was back on our show before she, she left us. Um, now, 
but there were all these memes going out. Now, did you see any of those like those 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 memes of the 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 Ronda Drowsy stuff? Like the people, all the stuff that they were saying. Did you look at that? Did that affect you? Because I would I would assume if that's my daughter, I would I don't know what I would be like. Well, you know, it's funny. People are always surprised by this, but. I have an actual job, Rhonda's mom, and I run a software company, and doing a startup like consumes your life into a black hole. So no, I didn't see any of it. You're not just trolling the internet all day. <laughs> no. no. How how like uh, how close are you and Rhonda? Do you like do you talk every day like on the phone or like what's uh, on a day to day basis like? Uh, we used to more before she got so busy and was traveling yeah. all the time, and I was traveling all the time, so. When she's in town, she comes by for coffee probably a couple times a week because she lives really close. You know, every one of the girls texts me every day. I am yeah. not dead. <laughs> um, and yes, the zombies haven't gotten I, me. I've always said, and I swear I'm going to just write a book text with my daughters because they are hilarious. I should show you like last night's text about the zombie possums. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like Marie's texting. So, yes, you know, she got to text back and forth with her sisters all day. Because there was a, um, a giant pot. It was not. I mean, they're just big whiners. It wasn't that big of a giant possum, but. So, Coach Edmund, we got to get rid of this guy. Uh, I, I, um, what, what do, I, I think this is a Jewish saying you would know from your lips to God's ears. Yes. Uh, it, it just seems like it, it seems like he's 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 really into teaching her boxing, uh, and she's got good hands. She got good power. But she's fighting a girl who's a, a nine-time world champion boxer. It would have seemed that like that would be the one thing you wouldn't want to do. Did, you know, I read something on the internet, which means it must be true. But no, actually, <laughs> I, it actually had documentation with it. So I'm pretty sure it is true that said that Ed, Edmund's license was revoked. Did you see on the internet last night? I did not see that. It was. And like I said, a lot of times I think, oh, that's not true. But they had attached to it a copy of the agenda for the California State Athletic Commission, and one of the items on the agenda was Edmund appealing his revocation of his license. So, um, yeah, I found that very interesting. <laughs> yeah. But it, doesn't it seem like 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 you you took this girl, you, you made her into this world champion? No, he didn't. No, you, you. No, you. No, no, you. Right now, Rhonda, Rhonda did it with you. You and Rhonda together were this team, this great team, this team of people that like you. You, you had her best interests. You helped her out. You know, you got her to this point, and now she, you kind of, she, she fell in love with this coach. But it doesn't it seem like like she should be listening to you. Well, it seems like that to me, but I'm sure everybody's mother thinks they should listen to her. <laughs> yeah, and, and it does. And it, it bothers me not just because she's my kid, but because I was a world champion. So it's not like, like I, I don't know your mom. I'm sure your mom's a lovely person. Does she have any background in fighting or anything? No. <laughs> so, you know, if I was telling her about acting, she yeah. should totally disregard me because I know nothing about acting, right? But this is something I know a little bit about. Mm -hmm. But I think... Rhonda's an adult and she can make her own decisions. You think it's a, I tell people all the time, I tell my little judo kids that I coach, your life is the product of the choices you make, so choose wisely. Right. Well, I, I don't know. I mean, I just, I, I don't want to see what happened to Rhonda the first time happen again. Hopefully it won't. Uh, hopefully she won't, you know, she'll get with a different coach, but you know, that's me. I'm, I'm also, I've, I've never done judo before in my life. Uh, I've never boxed before. I've never done Muay Thai I do wrestling, so I'm not really that qualified to really make these statements, you know. Well, neither but is he. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, like, you're right. Yeah. But, uh, but, but, I, but, I would, but I would think that, like, if I was the coach, if I was Rhonda's coach, I would say, listen, 
All I know is wrestling. I can help you with wrestling, but you need a better coach to help you with MMA. Well, here's the thing. Let's talk about honesty for a minute. Now, here's someone who just lost their license. This isn't made up. You can go and look and find that they, it's being appealed by the California State Athletic Commission, which I found on the internet last night like everybody else. And then somebody, I guess, contacted the California State Athletic Commission and said, why? And they said, because for falsifying his application. So you have somebody who falsified their application. That would be lying. I call him as I see him. Yeah. Then you have somebody who's under investigation bankruptcy court that says they had zero income. That would be lying. So somebody who claims that they don't own the gym that they're in and that's owned by their wife and that they have no assets, that would be lying. Now, everybody, including me, is not perfect. And all of us sitting here at some point has said something that wasn't true. You've probably all said things that you wished you hadn't said. Everybody does that. And not being perfect doesn't excuse someone from having a pattern of that behavior. So it's the difference between you lied every now and then, you know, the police pulled you over and said, do you know why I pulled you over? You're like, no, no. I have no idea. <laughs> um, there's a difference between that and a pattern that goes from lying on your application to lying on your taxes to lying in bankruptcy court. If somebody has a pattern of lying, I don't care how good they are as a coach which I would definitely question, but you know, you want, there's, there's a saying, and I don't know who said it, that look around at the people, the five people you spend the most time with, and you're the average of that. And you should be cautious about the people you spend your time with. And Ryan and I have a disagreement about this. I remember when she was a kid and I said, there's, there's a lot, judo is corrupt to the core. And I think most Olympic sports are. You know, the whole FIFA thing with um, soccer, Scott, yeah. soccer didn't even surprise me. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of really corrupt people in sports. And Jim Pedro Sr., who Rhonda trained with when she went to the Olympics, is a really stand-up guy. And one of the things that he said once is, if you go to the Olympics, if you're a jerk and you go, go to the Olympics and you lose, you're just a jerk. You got nothing. And if you go to the Olympics and win... You're just a jerk with a gold medal and you're still nothing. So, yeah, you know, there's a difference between being a good coach and being a good person. I happen to personally believe that admin is neither. And I, you know, I'm a statistician. That's what I do. And my job and my living is made on detecting patterns in data. That's what statisticians get paid to do. And I'm very good at it. I wouldn't say that I'm the best in the world at it. I'm not as good as I was in judo, but I'm damn good at it. And I see patterns of things. If you see that the majority of 50% of the time people win a match, right? You go into a match, one of you is going to win, you know, barring some bizarre thing. One of you is going to win. So a 50-50 record would be odds, you know, just random odds. If somebody, if you look at the last 10 fights people from their gym had and eight of them lost, I would argue that person's not a very good coach. Right. If you look at a pattern of lying, dishonest behavior, I would argue they're not a very good person. You know, math is, is everywhere in life. You know, I, I was Flavio Canto, who's a great, great, great um, judo player and human being, did a, a clinic at um, Orange County Judo Training Center. And see, here's a, a, the idea of a pattern again. Flavio runs a program in the Flavelas in Brazil for low-income kids, provides housing, food, education, after-school program. And then he comes here to Orange County, and they arrange for my students to get sponsored to come there for free. So there you have somebody who's a good person and he's won a bunch of stuff. 
Right. And he was saying to me how he didn't think that math and judo were that correlated. And how when I said, no, that I, I completely disagree. There's so many things that are similar. And one is like in judo, like in math, there's a whole bunch of ways to the right answer. So you can see that this person does, you know, that they come in and they do uchimata, they do an inner thigh throw all the time. And so you wait for that. If they're left-handed, you try and come do something right-handed so you can, you can throw them. So there's patterns. And you can detect those patterns in people. You can detect those patterns in sports. You can detect those patterns in math. See? If you'd been better at math, maybe you would have gone further in wrestling. <laughs> uh, maybe. I, absolutely. I mean, I, I, no, that's, that's 100% true. I mean, being a good wrestler is being a good problem solver. Yes, and, and exactly. And the same thing goes with judo and jiu-jitsu. Uh, Gina, your thoughts? Now, didn't he call you fat, Edmund? <laughs> kind of. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> kind of. Uh, yeah. What happened? <laughs> it's awful. I, uh, I was cornering a fight in California, and um, Marina was fighting. And I just got, I just had shoulder surgery and I was doing what I can to like keep the weight off and whatever. But I, you know, I turned a little, little chunky college room refrigerator and, uh, and I, he was at the bar and he goes, Hey, and I walked over there and he's like, where do I know you from? And I was like, Oh, I was on tough 18. I got beat up by Juliana Pena. And he's like, Oh, you made 135. How'd you do that? How would you even do that? And I was, you know, being a girl and, you know, feeling like crap because my shoulder's just is all messed up and a little chunky and my little leggings are trying to keep all keep it all in. Is he really the most um, newsworthy person you could think of? I mean, why do you give this guy attention? Well, yeah. we'll give attention because he's right now in charge of the best, one of the best athletes ever, female athletes, female, female fighters ever. He's in charge of her career. He's in charge of her fighting career. I mean, I didn't, I, like Rhonda, I'm watching that fight. I'm like, okay, Holly is prepared for the judo. She's prepared to defend it. Why does everyone shoot a double leg? Like, surprise her. A single leg, right? I mean, why not go to plan B and plan C? She knows how to do all this stuff, right? I mean... Because she trained with an idiot. Like, okay. <laughs> I mean, this is not hard to figure out. You don't have to be a statistician to see this pattern. <laughs> Which is, this is, and this is why we're talking about this because it seems like, uh, I mean, he's obviously part of Rhonda's inner circle and it sh- seems that she, you know... He might not be in control, but to some degree, he's influencing her. I, I don't know. I have no idea any more than anyone else. Yeah. Right. I, it makes zero sense. Well, the good news about Rhonda, it looks like, is that, you know, what I like about what's going on now is a lot of times in Hollywood, you lose a fight and they just, they, they, next, or you, you have a bad set, next. And here she is hosting SNL. She's doing she, another movie with Tina Fey. She's, I mean, so good for her because, like I said, my. I, I look at wrestling now, just as a wrestling coach, and there are all these girls coach wrestling now who would never have stepped on the mat if not for your daughter. Uh, she's inf- she's going to influence girls. She's going to influence granddaughters. She's going to influence great-granddaughters of all these girls that are going to want to do combat sports and have a whole different sense of confidence in them and belief in themselves. And that's really so important. And that's something that like you can't say about anybody else in the world. Well, and so. I have a, a suggestion why I think that's true, because it's what I said at the very beginning. If you're not a, just a jerk with a gold medal, if you really are a hardworking person who's a good person, who's treated people right, who's done – she's done so much for charity and so much for the community that she doesn't even talk about, that you don't even know, that people know that about you. And so if you lose, 
people know that you're still an extremely hardworking, extremely smart, extremely honest, extremely good person, and they want to work with you. Then there's other athletes out there that are just complete jerks. And the second that they don't have to be put up with, everybody's going to drop them like a hot rock. Yeah. Well, you. there's there's also a lot of people out there uh, that that's all they have. All they have is their sports exactly. legacy, and that's not Rhonda. She's – I mean the fight game you're going to win, you're going to lose. Uh, her star power I don't think is affected by this at all, and that speaks to what – what she does outside the cage. She's, she's a multi-talented, multi, um, uh, fascinated. You know, yeah. Person. She's now right, what he said. <laughs> now let's talk about some other MMA news. BJ Penn has announced his comeback. I think that is a bad idea. Ugh. I was at his fight against Frankie Edgar. It was horrible to watch, you know, and I understand, look, my last wrestling match, I was beating the kid up so bad. The, th- the other coach threw in the towel, which never happens in wrestling. I was just pounding on this kid. But I, I could always say, like, that's my last match. When you're a great athlete like BJ Penn, who was a billion times the athlete that I was, and you go out on a loss, it eats you up. It eats you up, and he can't live with himself. You know, unfortunately, it's MMA, where your next fight, you're going to get punched again in the face or hurt again in the face. And BJ, you beat Matt Hughes, okay, you, in his prime, uh, at a lower weight class. Twice you beat him, okay? BJ Penn, you were a great champion. You've beaten so many people. You fought in Lyoto Machida back in the day. Uh, you, you were a, a, a world champion. You do not need to fight again and get beat up. It, it's, I don't understand it. Uh, what would you tell her? Uh, tell him. Well, I don't know him, but I could just say in general, I have a good friend, Lynn Rothke, got a silver medal in the Olympics. And Lynn said, the day I won the silver medal was the worst day of my life. Why? And I totally get it. She said, I went and I locked myself in the ladies' room and I cried for hours because she lost the gold medal on split, at a split decision, the finals, the Olympics. So as close as you could get. And for a long time, she said she beat herself up on it. Could I have done this? Could I have done it? But she says, now... You know, with some distance, some sometimes she looks back and thinks that was a great accomplishment. You know, I won a silver medal in the Olympics. I won a silver medal in the World Championships. I, you know, again before um, Kayla Harrison, who recently won the gold, uh, you know, Lynn and Margie Castro did the best any women had ever done in the Olympics, and so it's a good thing. But it takes some time to get that distance. So I understand how. I can tell you, I lost very few matches in my entire career, and I can tell you every one of them I still miss. But you have to realize that there's more to life and move on, and that's really, really, really hard to do. And it's I, – I won the world championships and hung it up then. And my coach gave me really good advice. He said, quit while you're ahead because no matter what you win – so if BJ Penn – I could tell him this for a fact. He could come back. And he could win this next match and he could win five more matches. And then people would say, but could you do it again? There's never going to be a point where people are satisfied. You know, my, one of my coaches from, from Tenry in, in downtown LA where I used to train, he said that when after the world, Steve said, you know, if you want to quit, you quit now. Because no matter what, if you win the Olympics, people say, could you do it again? So no matter what he does, there'll always be people saying, could you do this? Could you do that? And those people probably never won anything or did anything. <laughs> Fuck those people. If uh, you're done, you're done. Jeannie, you're coming off a, a loss to Juliana. You, you were 3-0 and before that. This is your first loss as a pro. Yeah. You haven't fought since. How is it eating you up or are you? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's, and that's why I, I mean, that's why I moved to Vegas and that's why I tried to 
you know, make that my life. And now it's just all about finding the fight. And, and your last opponent got pregnant. What happened? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I had a fight scheduled in March for a AFC Alaska fighting championship. And uh, the promoter called me the day and was like, oh, so your opponent's pregnant. I was like, oh, okay. Well, what did you tell him? <laughs> that I'll fight both. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so she said she's going to find me another one, hopefully. But yeah, I'm just edging a fight. I mean, I've just been training, 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 and I don't know. Hopefully something will come along. Her her, her brother is one of the funniest guys. So Gina and her brother come to my show, and I automatically, I go, how the hell did you? I didn't know they were brother and sister. I'm like, how the hell did you get her? She's out of your fucking league. And then I'm like, how are you hitting that? And he's like, uh, that's my sister. And I, <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, welcome to Arkansas. You know, it's like did the whole thing. And then, uh, and then it was funny because her brother was telling me how he went to East Africa for a fight. South he, Africa. South Africa. Yeah. No, EFC, the East African Championships. Was it EFC? Yeah, but it's in South Africa. So in South Africa. So he goes for a fight, and he he, uh, he beats the champ on like a week notice. He mm-hmm. takes a fight. He's like, I'll fight him. And he beats him in a week notice, and they interview him. And you're like, how, how do you feel? He's like, man, I haven't won in four years. This feels fucking great. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like the worst thing you could say. Like, yeah. I had no idea how that happened. We're going to get him on the podcast, by the way. He, uh, he's a super nice guy. Now, how, what was the difference, though? Like training... You train in Seattle, right? Mm-hmm. And Africa, no, and, and Alaska, and then going to uh, Extreme Couture. What's the difference been like for you? I was just, it's a total game changer. It's uh, when I was in Seattle, like I went to Seattle, I got my degree, I pursued my degree, and in I what? Was, uh, graphic design. Yep. Uh, and then I, you know, I was training full time, I was working full time, and it was just a lot. It was a lot, a lot. And I knew that if I wanted to make it, you know, back in the, you know, try give it another shot in the UFC, I'd have to, you know, put my career on a pause for a second and you know go back to you know move my life somewhere else and move it to a to vegas where cost of living's cheap training is way better and it's nice getting into a gym where everybody's there for the same reason everyone is there to to punch people in the face and be really good at it how do you and misha do inspiring uh we do i mean you know i'm i'm, I'm a little bigger than her right now and she's a she's such a phenomenal wrestler and uh, I think I think we're good for each other because my wrestling game isn't as good as hers, and uh, I'm a southpaw, so I'm a good partner for her right now for the Holly fight. So it's um, no, it's good, it's good. We're good, we're good partners together. Speaking of which, it was uh, yesterday was the press conference with Conor McGregor and uh, Dos Anjos and. Uh, Misha and Holly and Conor McGregor took first of all he's dressed like El Chapo and and, and he announces it he's like yeah. I'm El Chapo I don't know why El Chapo now is is like a good thing I like it seems yeah. like that wouldn't be a guy that you'd really want to base your you know so he, he's dressed like El Chapo and then he's just talking all this smack how he's gonna knock out Dos Anjos in one round in one minute wow. and then he wants to fight at 170 but if he does it if he beats Dos Anjos in one minute. Uh, he's the greatest of all time. Uh, he, I mean, if he go, if he beats uh, Aldo in one minute and Dos Anjos at a higher weight class, I don't see how it could happen based on how good Dos Anjos has looked against his last fight. But if he does it, uh, Conor McGregor, you are the man. You know. However, there are all these videos now of him doing 116 miles an hour in his Lamborghini around sunset, and that's probably not a good thing. Yeah. Um, and he, and he also came a half hour late. Uh, he came a half hour late to the press conference and then Dana was pissed and he's like, sorry, I have a watch, but it, I, it doesn't tell time for me. I just wear it cause it's expensive. And, and, um, I mean, what a character this guy is. Uh, yeah. you can't help but like him though. Good characters are good, but until if he keeps winning, if he loses, I mean, our intern has two tattoos of him, uh, of like his speeches. So, um, it's crazy. Are you a fan of Conor McGregor? 
not really. And, you know, none of these people, I don't know them. And I don't, like I said, I have a real job. So (laughs) I spend most of my time writing software. So I'm like the most boring person you would ever meet when it comes to that kind of stuff. But what do you think of these brash athletes? Like a guy like him who talks about how great, how he's the best in the world, how he's carrying the UFC. I think sports is entertainment and people who think it isn't are deluded. <laughs> that, you know, people pay to be entertained and that's a choice that you make. And so he's doing well at that. And often people say things publicly, they do that because they want to get people to come and watch them fight. And people often, whether it's, football or MMA or even the WWE, people are watching because they're kind of part of this story, whether it's the guy from Ireland comes and beats the guy from Brazil or, you know, underdog beats the overdog or whatever. People buy into this story. And so if you can make that a story that people are interested in watching, then that's your job and that's business and he's not hurting anybody doing it. So were you ever that way? Do you you ever this outspoken judo champion (laughs) that talked once a smack and. (laughs) Oh yeah. I, I, you know, came from, I trained at a club in East LA and judo is a predominantly Japanese American middle-class sport. So coming from a club in East LA, uh, I had this guy, Tommy Martin, which I know his family name must've been Martinez. Cause if you looked up Cholo in the dictionary, Tommy's pictures. <laughs> next to it, right? And Tommy actually won the junior worlds in judo. He's the first person from the U S to or not. He didn't win. He medaled in it. Ronda was the first one to win, but um, you know, and so he came to me when I was pretty young and said, look, look at me. He says, I got a face that looks like it ought to be on a wanted poster. My opponent's got a face that looks like it ought to be on a Wheaties box. If it comes to a decision, who do you think they're giving it to? Right. And he said, you're the same way. Know that. And that's why I got so good at arm bars. He called you a wine poster? No, a wanted poster. Oh, a wanted poster. <laughs> a Obviously, wine. you hung out in a better neighborhood than <laughs> you did. No, you have a Wheaties face. What are you talking about? That's that's ridiculous. It's a great pickup line. What's up, girl? You got a Wheaties face. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, now, Gina, do you have a boyfriend or are you you single or are you looking? Single. Yes. I just want to be good at beating people up right now. Uh, That's that's your foot. Now, now you who who raised a world champion, what advice would you give to this young upstart? Oh, see, I could give you you both advice. See, because I'm just brimming with advice and my daughters (laughs) don't ask my advice on their love life. So I've been waiting for this now. Sure. So I think you should date an accountant. Okay. Let me explain. People look for somebody, you need somebody compatible and people often think that means somebody the same, but that's wrong. So like, say you would like to have kids. Would you mm-hmm. like to have kids? Mm-hmm. Do you like kids? Yeah. Okay. So I presume you would like, you're, you would like your children to be well cared for and you're going to be off fighting and doing things. Who's going to be home watching those kids? You can leave with the nanny, the you know, the but, comedian that stays at home. But you don't want, <laughs> no. But see, a comedian, you know, you got to travel a lot too. You, if you want to have kids and you love kids, you're great with kids. You want somebody who is going to be okay with that. They're not doing it because goddamn, you know, they're a teacher and they're home anyway, and they wanted to have those kids and they love their job. And so you're off doing your your comedy thing, and it's okay because you can have a nice house because your teachers make dirt. Right. So you want an accountant because he's got a regular job. So when you're off doing all that stuff mm-hmm. and he loves his job being an accountant, I don't know. My accountant loves her job. Yeah. It's crazy. Like we'll, we'll pick up a contract in like Delaware and she'll say, oh, I get to do taxes for Delaware this year. It's like <laughs> get to is not the phrase I would use. But so you get some guy who loves his job. So he's not resentful. I love my job. And <laughs> that's when you're off traveling around doing all this stuff, you got wild, crazy hours. If the kid gets sick. Yeah. You're in South Africa. The nanny. He can go and pick them up 
and bring them home and take care of them. But, 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 but listen, Dr. Cockblocker, um, <laughs> you're missing the point. Look, we are, we are, we are very compatible here. There's some really cute <laughs> teachers out there, you know, Adam. I know, but listen, she needs a guy who's funny, uh, who, um, who's... Funny is good. Funny is good for anybody. Who's charming. Uh, who, insurance. Who, insurance. insurance. Yeah, insurance is good. Yeah, I have see? insurance. I have, I have Kaiser. Uh, who, um, who, who supports her, who knows about fighting, uh, who likes animals, right? Not you, CB. Knowing no. about fighting is not necessary. No, not necessarily, but it's cool to have no. common interests. We we we, we, we both have cauliflower ear. Come on, that's that's a that's. I think on. people. Yes. I think people overestimate the common interest. I think you need to have some, but I think one of the good things about my husband is, and I've done that. So you should listen to me because I've done that whole till death do us part thing twice now. Because my Brian is dad I was we were married till he passed away, and then Dennis and I have been married eighteen years. And I think you need common interest, but not so much. He's Jewish, right? Dennis? Yeah. No, he's Catholic. Oh. oh <laughs> damn. Okay, go on. <laughs> so anyway, you if if you're all tied up in comedy and you're all tied up in getting this audition and it's like the end of the world to you oh, and your wife shit. is, you know, <laughs> teaching fourth grade. So you come home and you didn't get the audition. She's and, and you know, if you're with somebody who's like in comedy to her that it's the end of the world to them too, but she's like, yeah, baby. But I like her. But she's like, baby, it's all right, you know? I mean, yeah, it's too bad because she doesn't even get why it's so important to you. So you need that kind of balance because you have two people that it's the end of the world. It's tough. Where like me, if I, you know, it was a huge thing to me if I won or lost. And like, you know, I was in France. The only time I ever went and represented my country and didn't come out with a medal. And I was just devastated. And Ron's like, yeah, you know, I understand you lost, but, you know, I mean, come on. Yeah. An engineer, go to work, whatever. Um, and, you know, on the one day, they think, oh, it's my whole life. How can you not feel it? But it's good to have that balance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's good to have somebody else. Because really, I mean, whether you win or lose, yeah, it sucks to lose. Believe me, I know. Yeah. But in the end, no, the world goes on. Your children yeah. are healthy. You're, you know, your parents are good. Your people love you. You're still smart. You're still. And so I think having somebody who is not engrossed into the same thing. That's why I think so many like Hollywood marriages don't last. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, this is terrible. <laughs> listen, listen, we make a cute couple. All right. So, um, uh, all right. See, it's too bad. Jennifer's married. Jennifer's is beautiful. And she's a teacher. There's a lot of really, really, really nice. Too bad. She's married. Teachers. Thank you. for Who else is married that you can't set me up with? <laughs> Thank you for letting me know all the girls that are married. I appreciate that. There are other teachers out there who are not married, who are equally beautiful and smart and love children. So well, there you go. I'm not going for teachers. I dropped out of school. Okay. Well, so I, um, that's why you need one even more to choose. Children. Very good point. She's good. She's good with kids. I saw the way she looked at the wrestling kids yesterday, right? This is terrible. This is terrible advice. Listen, judo and statistics, listen to her. When it, when it, when it comes to. quits the comedy thing, becomes like a PE teacher, wrestling coach, snap him up. Oh, great. All right, I'll, all right, I'll do that for one day. I'll do that for one day. I'll come back to comedy as soon as I'm snapped up. All right, so. Listen. Uh, so what do you? So you're looking for a fight? Yeah. So promoters out there, are you, uh, like Invicta? If Invicta call, would you would you take the call? Are you ready? I I get down. I mean, I I would like to. I mean, I haven't fought in a couple years, you know. So I th- I'd, I'd be fine. I right. Just, I just need a fight. That's all. Nice. Okay. All right. That's very confident. Thank you. All right. See, that's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So so okay. So you're looking, but but okay. So maybe like a smaller promotion first. One more fight That'd there. Be cool. Yeah. And then like a like a EF like a what was it Alaskan Fighting Championship yeah. something. And then Fun. something like that. And then okay. 
And then, and then, so and you, how's the, how's the video game business? You, you think about starting a podcast, right? Well, I, we thought about different things be, because the toughest thing in a startup is not that your product's going to suck and everybody will hate it. It's that no one will hear about it because there's so many games out there, educational games that really aren't all that good, but you just have to rise above the noise. So we're actually going to be coming out with something in a few weeks. We've, we've done some really amazing technical things under wraps that I know you backed us on Kickstarter. So you will be in a few weeks, one of the first people to see this. I can't wait. Um, yeah. So technical things have been really, really cool. We have some things that are about to kind of bust loose. So the sales have been kind of slowly going up. But like I said, with these new things that are coming out in a few weeks, we're just, they're just in testing. Everything's done, looking good. Um, yeah, the educational games are going to be really kind of exploding. So people who had the chance to back us in our seed round and didn't, ha ah, suckers. <laughs> <laughs> and then also you're, uh, you're really big on helping the Native Americans, right? Wasn't that something that you do or you did or? Well, I came from a company that was founded on the Spirit Lake Dakota Nation. So my current company spun off of a company that, that started on American Indian Reservation. And the first three games that we did had Native American storylines and we were funded by the U.S. Department of Agriculture. And everybody's like, agriculture? But because they are very interested in how people are doing in rural and remote communities like Alaska. Mm -hmm. So they funded us to develop games that would be particularly of interest to kids on American Indian reservations. And that's how our first games got started. And it's been really amazing. We were able to do a study where kids at one school played the game and kids at another school on the other side of the reservation didn't. And the kids that played the games improved three times as much in their math scores as the kids that didn't. So yeah, things have been going really well all the way around. I love it. And by the way, she comes to my comedy shows and you laugh at all the dirtiest jokes. So I, 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 I love it. There's my nothing... whole judo team wants to come, not the kids, but the instructors. Yes. We would not bring our children, but um, all the instructors wanted to come next time. Uh, absolutely. Well, listen, uh, this Friday night, uh, I will be in Shaky Town, Saturday night at the Ice House, Sunday night I'm at Flappers Comedy Club, uh, next week I'm at Laughing Gas Comedy Club in North Carolina. What do you got coming up, Tyler? Bunch of college gigs. Uh, I'm in Arkansas and then Florida and Pittsburgh and upstate New York, so. And Dr. Uh, Ann? I am on 7generationgames.com. That's the number seven because we're good at math. So 7generationgames.com. You should go and you can get our games for a measly 10 bucks. And if you hate fighting with your kid about homework, then you're done with that. And if you ha need good karma, you can even sponsor a license for a school or a classroom. Cool. And Gina, what do you got coming up? Oh, you know, just same old, same old. Where can people follow you? Uh, <laughs> Twitter or Instagram, Gina Danger AK. Uh, yeah. All right. Yeah. Nice. Uh, All right. Well, listen, people. Um, I want to thank our sponsors, Decipher. It's a lifestyle firm to help you make decisions. D I hyphen cipher. They help with life coaching, contract negotiations. Okay. All kinds of great stuff. They are a great company. They have a great audio book, uh, decipher life. And, uh, they are, they're great. They're our sponsor. So check them out. If you have any type of negotiations, fighters out there, do you want to negotiate contracts? You have questions about stuff. You, you have octagon jitters. Uh, you, you get nervous for fights. Call Decipher, okay, and hook them up. They will take care of you. DI hyphen cipher. Also, tip a fighter. Fighters are underpaid. Half these guys have are women. They have full part-time jobs. They're Uber drivers. They're this. They're working as a bartender. They're work. It's nonsense. Now the fans can make a difference. You can show your appreciation by directly paying these fighters through tipafighter.com. At tipafighter, tipafighter.com. Thank you, Dr. Ann. You have no idea how much this means to us to have you on the show. You are the realest 
most genuine, one of the smartest people I know. Uh, so thank you. Uh, thank you, Tyler. Thank you, Gina Danger. Uh, take care. And thanks to our intern, CB Gold. By the way, CB the Grenade, he, he's very lonely. So if you want to talk to him <laughs> about fighting, he will talk to you, anybody, about fighting. CB the Grenade, uh, he will talk to everybody. And this guy knows more than you about fighting. If you can prove you know more than him, uh, then, then, then you're even weirder. Okay, so CB the Grenade, thank you. Thank you, Sideshow Network. Have a great day. 